Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. And of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? Man, today is like a one of a kind first time it's ever happened, I think. Oh, no doubt. No, no doubt. Yeah. It's really neat where we are as an industry. Like we, um, like how the arms of our industry is growing and, you know, whether it's social media, YouTube or whatever, but it's just, we're just in such a unique time for, in the industry. Yeah. I think, well, I think it's just in hyperspeed, right? I think it's so easy, not easy, but so more accessible to to like you said reach out and, and touch somebody and and just have conversations or or, or network or you know collab or yeah it, it's cool because it's like when you start in this career or you start in the industry you're no longer like you're no longer like handcuffed to your chair and the only thing that you're going to do for the next 50 years is going to be standing behind the chair doing doing um doing you know our craft like there's so many different avenues i mean like like our friend olivia she's like selling stuff on on amazon and then um one of our guests today miss jamie dana she's been all over the youtube thing for for a couple years now and just and and i honestly i use she's my first resource like if i'm like how can i perfect that or how do i want to learn to do that i I always make sure to see if jamie has um content on youtube and you know she's never um you know failed me yet social i mean social media is is so relevant in in that area because we know uh kiddos that just graduated from hair school that's their game is way more uh powerful than than back in the day when we graduated oh you're saying like the learning curve is like oh Oh, yeah Yeah. it's crazy so it's just you know that's what i'm saying it's it's so fast and you know you can you can learn you can reach there's so much you can do uh, in a short amount of time in our industry now. All right. Funny story for you. So I am, um, I, I, we've been talking to Jamie, we want to bring Jamie on the podcast and like, there's always room for Jamie on the podcast. And like every year or so I get this, it's like, I need some Dana love. So like I reach out to Jamie Dana to, to come on the podcast. And while we were talking about a month ago, our friend at Cosmoprof, Dana Ranger, what Dana, do you call Dana. her? What do you call her? Oh, Dana Power Ranger. Dana Power Ranger. So Dana Power Ranger, I, literally, as we're talking to Jamie, Dana, this this Dana thing is going to get confusing. So as we're talking to Jamie Dana about coming on the podcast, she sends me a clip to a YouTube, for the lack of a better word, TV show called The Golden Hour. And what it is, is it's Jamie um, starting up a collaboration with Framar. And it was so cute because the opening scene is her going like, okay, I'm about to talk to Framar. And if you see this, that means something good happened. And like, I knew I was in at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's another company that, I mean, talk about Framar. That's just a family owned company. And uh, we, we've been trying to get these guys on the podcast for a couple of years. Well, they uh, smartly have been avoiding us. Yeah. Well, Gio, he blames French and French blames. We'll, we'll, we'll get down <laughs> to the bottom of it, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> uh, we're glad to have him on any way possible. Yeah, there's no doubt. Should we get in? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, Jamie, Dana, and uh, as Tony said, French and Gio from Framar. Welcome to your day off, guys. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. You're playing hard to get. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. You're very thank, thank you, Dana Ranger, for uh, for for letting for letting this all happen. I guess all good looking people do that. They play hard to get, right? Uh, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a space it's of desperation all, all the time. It's all worth it once it happens. That's right, right. So, what you guys did is fascinating. Yeah. How did this whole concept come about? Well, that's where I come in. Um, <laughs> so it's funny. So I, um, you know, I obviously have been friend, been friends with French and Geo for a long time. But, um, you know, I think over the years, I've kind of come to them. I've been like, hey, there's an idea for this. Or what about an idea for that? And um, yeah, it's always I've always kind of brought them different like ideas for tools or just different concepts that I've had. And it's always been something either like they take it or they leave it or whatever. But okay, they're um, playing hard to get with you, too. They, they do. Yeah. I mean, 
mean, I know, I know that they get ideas sent to them all the time. Right. So, um, I always just like in their ear, like, Hey, have you guys ever thought about this? Or, Hey, what about, um, this concept? You know, I think, uh, Rose was one of the very Rose foils was one of the first kind of ideas that we had kind of talked about. And then party animal was kind of another one. I was like, Hey, you guys should, that was long beach. Yeah. Like gosh, 2015, 2016. I don't even remember long time ago. So, so Frank Mark, the uh, French, how does this happen to you guys all the time where people constantly bombard you with, with ideas? Uh, I wouldn't use the word bombard, but, um, but yeah, we do get pitched a lot of ideas. Um, it's rare that we'll, we'll take them. Um, but I don't know if that's the, we, we like, I like to listen to everybody. There's not a single person who's written in that I have not listened to. I take every single call of every single person who's ever written in. And I would say there's probably two a week. Yeah, two, two to three a week, week of people write into our website and they say, I have an idea. Um, what we like to look for is more of like a, maybe like a new creation or a new invention versus like a, here, make this foil pink or whatever, which at the time, Rose, we didn't have it. So that was a good idea. Yeah. for them. Uh, yeah. But now we're so like, we've made so many and then now it's, not looking for just make this color or make this pattern kind of like a new creation or a new invention. That's what we look for. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, two to three weeks probably. Yeah. And, and Jamie's idea was just so different and that's really what we look for is something that's different. Yeah. And I think the thing that made this collection and collaboration so different was it wasn't just the concept of the collection, right? Like that was, that was part one of the pitch. And you guys, if you watch the docuseries, you'll see me share like, okay, these are my ideas, the colors, the patterns, the bowls, right? Um, You know, the acetate, that was all things that were new concepts for the industry never been done before but the part two of it was hey let's film and document all of this and i think and geo and i've talked a lot about like this is why we took it on because again yeah a lot of people can come up with colors and patterns and concepts but documenting it and filming it and really showcasing everything that goes into it and and bringing people along the journey of it that was something that was new and different and something that i feel like i have a strength in but also something that i wanted to tell frame our story i wanted to show everyone i know that they're a family-owned company i know a little bit of the behind the scenes but I think a lot of people, when they buy, you know, Framar, they didn't necessarily know that. And so I wanted to share that story with everybody. And the docuseries was a really cool way to do that. Well, a couple of learns that I had. One is that is that is that French and G are definitely like the face of it. Like when we go to the hair shows, they're the ones that are in the booth. They're the ones that are representing the brand. So I was like blown away that it's like a woman owned business and and that that it, 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 it I guess that it just was it wasn't owned by them because they they certainly. I don't know. That's a weird thing, way to say it, but, but that it's a woman owned business. Like I was, I was shocked and blown away by that. Cause I just thought it was just a bunch of good looking guy, a bunch of good looking topless guys, you know, like, like slaying foils, but, but the company is much deeper than that. And, and, and just a lot more soul than that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like our, our, our mothers, our parents are the ones who started it. Framar is Frank and Maria. Um, and, and really she's, she's the nucleus. Maria is the nucleus. She started this company and probably for the first 20 years, I would say she was a one woman show, um, packing orders, answering the phones, ordering the products. I mean, you name it. She did everything. And she raised us at the same time, right? Where right. our dad came from the salon industry and he had five salons in partnership with a couple of the guys. So we were born and bred in this industry. Uh, There's probably no way we were doing anything else. <laughs> like, I, I don't even understand how she was doing that. Yeah, I, I still can't understand how she was doing all of this and us like at the same time. And then you think like making food, you know, soccer practice, all these the school. Like I, I was bad growing up. So I'm in the principal's office every day. She has to come to the school and deal with the principal. Like there's so many things going on. I have no, like, I don't even know if she slept. I have no idea, but badass. I don't Listen, know you know, speaking from Tony and I, we both have wives and we, we, we see that. And, I, and I'm always blown away by like moms, mom. Yeah. Mom, just all of them. Yeah, you know, like just, yep. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I sit and I sit in not in envy cause I don't want the position, <laughs> but, but I sit in amazement. I think it, I, I think I said in amazement, like how in the heck can they get all this stuff done, man? It's so crazy. It's so if, if you would have, if you would have came to the shows about 10 years ago, um, you would have seen her and then me and you yeah. at the booth 
and it was just basically us three, right? Who else? And then once she started getting a little bit older, she stopped coming. We had to drag that out of her. Okay, you don't have to come. It's okay. You got this. <laughs> and then I started bringing my friends around, and it was just it was fun. It was cool, and it was like a it was it was vacation. It was a boy. It was a boys was trip, a boys right? Trip with work. And that's how it kind of turned into like, you know, that's why you never saw like the female side of it at the time. It was right. just us guys. Well, it, I mean, listen, it's definitely like uh, the, the branding of the company. It's definitely a very, very cool company you know it's like a very uh the very cool brand i should say like like it's like oh you want to associate with that brand and, and they're doing cool stuff and then you know the the products that you're putting out are just I, I can't wait every time like you know we always get the the influx of the uh the influencers that are like oh here, here's the new thing for this season and, and it's always it's always exciting and um it's really cool that that you were working directly with Jamie. It wasn't just like, Hey, Framar put this out and they sent it to a bunch of influencers, but that Jamie's like, you know, kind of took the, uh, took the Framar uh, bull by the horns and, 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 and started to Framar. drive it. Framar. Do I keep messing it up? Framar, Frank and Maria. I got it. I got hey, it. Listen, <laughs> listen, it adds to the aura. Nobody ever gets it right. And that's what yeah. the conversation conversation is good. <laughs> exactly. I, I like to give him a hard time because he does it like, especially when it's, your name's not difficult, but when it's, it's a difficult name. And as he starts to read in the beginning, oh. I'll, I'll kind of like say something or twist it, kind of mess him up. So then all of a sudden he stutters a little bit or he gets, yeah. and then know, he laughs at me. He, th he throws like extra vowels in there or he'll like, he'll put the emphasis on the wrong vowel. And then like, you know, he'll do it like in the moment. And then it like screws me. I Listen, that's why we have best friends. <laughs> right. So Jamie, how did like kind of walk me through the concept? Like, I think I'm going to throw, like, I'm think I'm going to do a docu-series. Yeah. And, for, and, and, and let me ask you this, too, because I know Gary Vaynerchuk always says document, document, document. Was there any kind of that thing going on? I mean, honestly, so I've been doing YouTube for a long time since like 2018. So probably about the same time you guys started your podcast. I feel like it was kind of around the same time as when I started on YouTube. And it's funny because way back in the day, I always said, I am never going to have a YouTube channel. I am never going to do a video. And over the years, I've learned to just love video, love storytelling, love creating content in that way, especially longer form videos that people can sit down and watch or learn something from. Um, I love me some Instagram stories, but I love YouTube. I think that it's something that's really unique and just there's not a lot of people on YouTube creating content in the hair industry in this way. So it's been fun to kind of be almost a pioneer. I feel very late to the game, but kind of a pioneer within our industry. And so, um, yeah, documenting everything. I think for me, I love to be able to go back and see all of the things that we went through, right. When we're going through a project or something. And so, um, I actually came across the docu-series by Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson. So for anybody who's listening or don't know who they are, Jeffree Star is a huge makeup artist and huge YouTuber. And then Shane Dawson was also a, just a YouTuber. And they were friends and they basically came up with this concept to create a makeup palette together um, through Jeffree Star's company. And so um, they documented everything and then they created this whole docuseries. And so I had watched that and, and theirs is definitely more like reality show drama, like they're YouTubers, right? So they're, they're feeding into that, but I watched it along and I was like, this is so cool to see the ins and outs of what goes into just creating a makeup palette in this way. And I was thinking, I was like, this has never been done before in the hair industry. Not only has a collection like this never been done before, but somebody being able to see what happens and what goes into it. And I think for so many people, when they buy a Framar product, they're like, oh my gosh, like they just created this pattern like a month ago and then popped it out. And right. here's the new foil, right? Or, oh my gosh, I'm picking up the new collection at, you know, Cosmoprof or whatever. And it, it, it didn't take that much to produce. And it's like, oh no, like there's so much that goes into something like this, especially when it goes into creating a new product, let alone just something that's kind of, you know, a new pattern or something. So um, I wanted to bring people along the journey and again, share the story of Framar, but just really show people a different side of the industry um, and just, yeah, show that. He didn't share at all because I think it was French. He said he was going to smash you in the go-kart and he didn't show any of that. I saw you guys getting ready, but I didn't see any racing. I didn't see any smashing. I mean, what, what Here's happened the thing. there? Because he, he didn't actually smash me on the go-kart. I mean, you know, there's... <laughs> 
that's what happened. You know, it was all it was all talk and no game. So there was that's really what happened. she got stuck in the tires and the side, and she got mm. stuck there. The guy had to come and help her out, and she was done. No, <laughs> no. See, <laughs> see, there's a reason why that's not on camera because that didn't happen. But you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> Are you saying that you smoke French? That's kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe I have, maybe it didn't. Give her a little, right. give her a little rub out. This guy was by himself on the on the carts. And we were all going around trying to get the footage. And this guy's actually racing like a goof. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's like bumping himself. people. He's I'm laughing, coming to yeah. film. Yeah. We're, we're all like this with the cameras filming ourselves. He's just driving around thinking it's a Formula One race. I'm competitive. What do you want? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't hate it, man. I don't hate it. Hey, I think I like one it. of the <laughs> one of my favorite things of this whole process. You know? I did. I one of my favorite things this whole process is I grew up with three younger brothers. So I feel like I'm just like a sister with the with all the boys, you know, with Roberto. Obviously, Roberto's not here today, but he's one of the brothers too. And it's just like felt like it was like Mama Maria and then like me and the boys. And I I don't know. I feel like I could I could I could hold my own with the guys, you know. I feel like it was, yeah. Well, except you don't have the video to prove it. So, you know, you just guys, you did like the, the, the leisure, like leisure trip around the track there. It was literally like, uh, like the thing. I think my go-kart was a little messed up too, to be honest. I don't know. But, Jamie, yeah. did you, um, did you edit the docuseries? So I hired, hired an editor. Um, uh, he's part of my team to edit it all. Uh, that is not something I love to do editing. Uh, so I directed it and produced it. Um, mm-hmm. but he's, he, we did have an editor. Yeah. That helped out. So, <laughs> so when you, when, when you have an editor for a docuseries and just kind of walk me through that process, like what's the conversation? Are you storyboarding it or like, cause you've, now you've got all the footage. I assume you, you have the footage you storyboard it after you have the footage, I'd assume. But then you kind of go to your docu, your your editor, and go like, "Oh, I want to see this, 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 and this, and put it together." Or does 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 an editor have like uh, artistic, uh, you know, ability or whatever? Well, it's funny. So this is actually one of the big learning curves that I learned from this whole process was the actual docuseries part. Because right, obviously, we created the collection, and pretty much by the time that we got to editing the docuseries, the collection was pretty much done. I mean, things were finalized, things were ordered, you know, things were coming in. It was pretty much like done at that point. So then it was like, okay, now we focus on editing this docuseries and getting it out there, and the huge learning curve. So yeah, I mean, there was definitely a storyboard of things that we knew we shot, things that we knew we wanted to get, but that was actually a point where once we kind of had it edited we went back and forth quite a bit so like I would watch the video with my editor finesse it a little bit send it over to their team uh the whole frame our team so all the girls that you see in the episodes uh Nat Sarah uh Megan Claire uh am I missing anybody else the whole marketing team yeah Steph all of them, they, they they would sit down and watch the video and then they would send over their revisions of like, okay, we should change this, we should tweak that. Um, and then it would be like sending it back to the editor. He would make those tweaks and edits. And then it was like, bam, 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 bam. Well, that was a long process. Like that was a lot. And I think I learned a lot of just even being a director and a storyteller, like I would do things differently next time about just the way that I, um, yeah, storyboarded it all. But yeah, basically it had a storyboard, but then we would be like, okay, pull this out or put this in, add this back in there. Um, and then we actually do have one final bonus episode coming out. Um, that will be kind of what happened for the launch. So if you're listening to this, it probably will be out. Uh, so check out the YouTube channel. You can check it out there, but yeah, that one was a little bit more storyboarded out only because we knew what we needed to film in right. order to get for that final episode. Everything else was kind of shot in the moment. It was kind of like, okay, right. like literally when we say everything is on stage, like it literally was shot in the moment. It was things that were happening. It was like me being there, picking things out or or drama that was happening. So um, yeah, a lot of learnings on that one. But uh, yeah, the editor had a little bit artistic freedom, but it came down to mostly us having the story of like what we wanted in or what we didn't want in at that point. Well, obviously you guys were shooting in during COVID because uh, you know, you were having yeah. uh, issues uh, maybe going to the uh, Canada or, or maybe coming back. If you tested positive, obviously uh, we still had uh, these, these quarantines still set up, right. For yeah. all these different countries, if you're coming in or leaving. Um, so a lot of a lot of us was shut down. Obviously, I mean, you're here. You are creating a a a collection in the middle of a pandemic, right? How long have you set on these ideas, and did the time 
spent in COVID when we were shut down, were you able to uh, really kind of hone in exactly and, and really talk with the Framar boys? Yeah. So, I mean, I had had the concept of the apron. I had talked to French years ago on that one, like probably three or four years ago, I had brought him that idea and more so like, I'm going to manufacture this, like, what's your advice kind of thing. Um, the glass bowls, same thing. Like I had brought that to them a long time ago. And I remember Gio at the time and Gio, I don't even know if you remember this phone conversation because you have a lot of these conversations, but I remember you saying like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. It has legs, but it needs more. It can't just be a glass bowl and a couple different color brushes. Like there needs to be more mm. to that. So I had always kind of kept that in my back pocket of like, okay, like they're open to the idea of something like this, but there needs to be more to it. Um, so it was always kind of something that I had sat on. And to be honest, I personally had always wanted to have a collection of products of my own, like with my name on it. But I also knew that I probably didn't want to go into manufacturing. I didn't want to go to China and have to figure all that out. I didn't want to go into fulfillment and distribution and like trying to figure all that out. And so to me, it was something where I was like, okay, well, if I could do something with Framar in the future, that could be amazing. Um, more so like, would they ever want to do something like that with me? Like, I don't know. I, I definitely had this um, fear inside of me of like, they'll probably say no, but maybe they'll say yes. Uh, and so, yeah, it kind of was, we had had conversations about something else and I was like, Hey, can I actually pitch you guys an idea? And uh, they were like, yeah, let's get on the calendar. And it was like, within a week, we had it on the calendar. I created a slide deck and put together my inspiration. And I pitched it to them. And that's pretty much what you saw from the beginning of the docuseries. Wow. It was a great presentation. It was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, she was talking about her imposter syndrome, and then when I was watching her slide deck, I was like, "All my imposter." I'm like, I, "I have no idea how to do that." Like, 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 you pushed me back into like Mr. Imposter Syndrome corner because I was like blown away. I was like, "Dude, are, are we that organized? Can we do? You know, are we are we are, are we at that part in our business know how to be able to create that?" It, I was blown away by it, and it was a uh, yeah, like, like the boy said, it was a great presentation. Thank so, you. So, French and Gio. Uh, how how difficult is it to when when you first heard the pitch and you guys you know what I think we can do this so from from the pitch till uh, and obviously it's been what you were doing it in the January I mean uh, June of twenty one twenty one and yeah. here it is uh, you know we're in twenty two how how difficult is it to take a concept and get it to market? Let me address this. Yeah, let me, let me go. You on go. This. You go. So normally we're, we're well over a year out, right? Um, where I think you'll see bigger companies, they, they move slowly, right? So your big corporations, it's a big ship and it takes a while to move. And when Jamie pitches to us, I think she pitches to us on a Thursday or Friday. And I want to say by early the next week, we said, hey, listen, if we have this and this, we're a go. Because we don't have, you know, your legal hoops to jump through, you know, all these different regulatory things to jump through. If we like it and the girls like it here and the team likes it, we're a go. Let's just do it. Let's like, we're, we're in with both feet. So with this, because there were so many new attributes to it in the sense of like trying to figure out how to make products out of acetate, uh, trying to make hairbrushes out of wheat fiber, um, you know, the bowls, you know, do they stain? Do they not stain? Do they, you know, all that kind of stuff. There was so much more that went into it. So, I would, and then you throw in COVID and with all the logistical issues of going on in the world right now, you, you got to map it at least a year, at least, at least a year. Like we had, we had product that was arriving like the week of that, that the day, day of, yeah, the day, day of, of launch, launch. Yeah. the day yeah. of launch, like this logistic, like logistics, what you hear, what's going on in the world right now. And Roberto is the one who has to deal with it in our end. It is a, a shit show. Like it, it is so messed up. You don't know when you're getting product. Um, you don't know when it's coming. You might order something and then you order something else a month later and that month later product arrives before the other one. It, it yeah. makes no sense. Wow. And uh, we actually had the combs and it was the combs in the, the apron. apron. In the, the apron, apron, they arrived the day of launch. The morning of. The morning of. Yeah. In our, in our <laughs> warehouse. Yeah. And like, that's unheard of. Like, just so yeah. people who are listening are aware, like, that does not happen in frame art world. Like, if it was up to you guys, you guys would have it there months ahead. And in fact, you'll see, especially in episode, this next episode coming out, episode five, all the backstock of product of like, okay, holidays already here. And, you know, like all of the things that are already coming in, like that is unheard of to have it arrive day of launch, but it was 
completely out of our hands. You know, there was the first time that you were in the warehouse. They actually had uh, boxes of stuff that was marked for a holiday. And I think it was August. Like it was the first week of August or something. And and it was already holiday. And uh, I think uh, I think it was Gio that said that uh, we don't even have room for it on the shelves. So they had to kind of like, you know, tuck it in my imposter syndrome corner again, you know. But yeah, yeah. It, it's a manufacturing is amazing to me anyways, you know, like, like, and I think that that's why I was all in when I, when I started watching it, um, years ago, Tony and I, um, got what uh, my Tony and I shared a client years ago who, whose husband started a small company called under armor. And we were able to, um, we were able to visit the under armor, um, facility, you know, and it's just amazing at how, like organized it is and how i was blown away by it i just thought a bunch of people went around and you know ran around and picked up stuff off the shelf but the organization <laughs> anyway any all that stuff like how it worked kind of stuff is like fascinating to me so it's one- funny because i cut i cut kevin's hair a few times and uh i would just pick his brain he goes yeah because it, it this is bef- obviously before they went uh public. you know public and all that and he's like yeah it, he just started with him and a bunch of his homies it's kind of remind me of you guys like uh you know just having fun it just felt like it was just having fun. And, and he, you know, and he said how he sent, he just set, sent all his products out to the guys and he knew like, you know, um, what's his name? George uh, yeah. played for Tennessee. Yeah. Anyways. So people that were already in the NFL that he knew and they start wearing it and the guys next to him was like, Oh, that's going cool. and how it just all spread. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's amazing when he said we took a tour of the, of the uh, facility. Uh, it's just like these rows and rows with these skews and like, uh, yeah. uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it kind of reminded true. when I saw you guys uh, working your thing. That's what it reminded me. I was like, oh, this reminds me of like the Under Armour tour that we did. That's kind of crazy. I was gonna say it should be fun. You're yeah. saying they're having fun. We're having fun. It should be fun. Whatever you're doing, it should it should be fun. You should be having a good time. And if you're not, then you shouldn't be doing it. You should be doing something else. Yeah. Well, whoever said work can't be fun, you know, lied to us. You yeah. know, it's, oh. it's cliche to say, but it's the truth, right? And we went to all these shows. Over the course of, you know, the three, four or five years pre-COVID, it was a reunion every single show. You're there with your friends. And, and we never, we, we're, we say this all the time, we've never called artists influencers, anyone with a follower. We've called them our friends because they were our friends. It, it, these are people that we texted and called and asked opinions on, uh, opinions for on products. And, and, you know, what do you think we did this? What do you think we did this? And that, that was, it was a blast for us. And it still is. Yeah. So you were you saying I, it wasn't fun when uh, your mom was at the booth? Is that... <laughs> no, this is this is this is this is when when she was at the booth was all right. Where are you going? Okay, make sure you're back by ten ten thirty because we know we got to work in the morning. And now I feel like I'm that guy. I'm like, hey, hey no, oh, for just, sure. You've been that guy. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. You've been that guy for the last six years you've been that guy well i i always learned like at at shows like i could never text french like what was happening like what's dinner plans whatever like it was always geo and geo always had like okay reservations at five the shows ends at five reservations at 5 30 at this restaurant we're staying at this airbnb like it's a whole it's a whole thing even when he wasn't there we were there in florida geo wasn't there but we had the whole itinerary like thanks dad yeah that's good well I, i i get the sense that french needs some reining in occasionally (laughs) (laughs) hey hey, jamie or 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 the boys can you kind of explain to me what is acetate and how is it different than plastic and like and what were the concerns about whether it would work whether it wouldn't work and all that stuff because i i was a little lost in that you know watching the docuseries i'm like you hear the word acetate but i also didn't i felt like an idiot even asking that question but but anyways pick up yeah, I mean, I can explain it from a like a visual standpoint, and then I'll have Geo explain the technical stuff. So acetate is like if you see Ray-Ban sunglasses, that's acetate, uh, like the tortoiseshell kind of look. But acetate can come in so many different colors and patterns and textures. But um, that was to me was something I was like, I think originally the concept of this collection was like, let's do something that's never been done before. Um, and I originally thought acetate color brushes could be sick and it would have been sick. Um, but yeah, Geo can explain a little bit more as to like why it didn't work and how complicated it ended up getting. Yeah. So we, we ended up making a few acetate color brush samples. The challenge is, is that acetate, majority of acetate is made by hand, not by machine. And when you're making color brushes or a lot of things that are mass produced, it's, you know, mold put in a machine and boom, done, boom, done, boom, done, right? 
And you can't do that with acetate. There's so much more manual labor involved with it. And when we got it, I was like, okay, I was so excited about it. I couldn't wait to show Jamie this thing. I was like, look, we made an acetate color brush. It's exactly what you wanted to do. And that, you know, it's, it's the newest thing. And then I found out it was like $7 our cost for one brush. And I was like, well, if that's our cost, seven bucks what's it going to be the stylist for one brush like, it'd be like a 50 dollar color brush you know yeah. <laughs> something yeah. stupid but i go through so many steps yeah like i go through distribution and shipping and then there's tariffs and there's this yeah a lot of things people don't know and yeah. then at the end of the day a seven dollar color brush is fifty dollars it, it's yeah. not fifty but yeah it'd be expensive yeah. right so it was i'll tell you what i enjoyed about it was it was something new that I had to do a lot of digging on. And I'm a, I'm a research guy. I like to dig. I like to learn. I like to educate myself. So I spoke to so many different factories. And then we, we got sunglasses that we had like a layer that looked like I stayed on it. And we were analyzing these sunglasses and we're like, and they're kid sunglasses for like a two-year-old. We were sending those over to Asia. And we're like, can you make this? This is a film. And we got those made and then they didn't work. And it, it was, um, you know, it didn't end up working color brushes, but it did work on the paddle, which is really cool. And it's very elegant. But I learned a lot about our own manufacturing process and, and what we could and what we couldn't do, which was cool. So even though I'm educated in that stuff, I, I learned that there's so much more to learn still. Sure. sure. Okay. Back to my original question. What is acetate? <laughs> I'm, thinking it's like, it's, I'm thinking after jamie pass off to you it's nobody even answers it's, it's like an, it, it, basically what it is it's, it's a natural material so when you're looking at a color brush it's made out of plastic usually like a pvc plastic this is a natural i don't want to call it a natural plastic but it's like a natural fiber it, it, it comes from like fibers like natural fibers i, I don't know how to yeah. explain it there's there's so many different um parts to it that there's not an easy way to explain it other than to tell you that it's it's a real product. It's not a plastic. It's not a fake. It's product. not plastic. Yeah. It, it can't be. People will confuse like acrylic with acetate, and it's not the same thing. Not acrylic same. is a very very cheap cheap material versus yeah. acetate. It's a premium. And acetate has a different feel to it. Like if you feel sunglasses that are made out of acetate versus plastic, you're going to feel that difference. Um, and that's one of the cool things about the balayage board was we were able to make one thing out of acetate. And the reason why is it was because most things in acetate, like Gio mentioned, uh, are pressed. So like sunglasses are pressed and they're cut out um, versus like molded you know what i mean in a mold you can't like pour acetate into a mold and make it um so yeah it just it presented a lot of challenges to us but we were still able to make that board and the board is stunning so if anybody that has that board it just it's it feels so luxurious um it feels way more expensive than it is you know yeah that's that 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 that's really cool but you know i mean the acetate gave you some great content, right? Cause I, I saw you with like all the little tiles and you're sitting on there and you're like, this one's going to work. Yeah. Actually, you were like, no, no, no. no, no <laughs> I mean, there's no. like hundreds of tiles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's even one clip that we ended up cutting out, but there's a whole clip where, so we're going, th there's like so many different patterns of these acetate clips. Right. And I pull out one that looks like, okay. If you can imagine Barney purple, it's like Barney purple and camo. Okay, so like camouflage print and Barney, like it's literally that color. And I pull it out. I'm like, guys, what about this one? And everybody's <laughs> looking at me and like, they didn't know. I think the girls didn't know me well enough to know that I was being extremely sarcastic. But I was like, guys, what about this one? I love this one. And they were like, yeah, you know, like we could see it. And they like did not know what to do. And we ended up cutting that that clip in the in the series. But um, yeah, quite no, I'm I'm literally joking like come on like you really think that this is this is the jamie dana collection come on guys come on, but, yeah well she's so she's so like deadpan that's what like miss miss prankster who's well, deadpan. Even, was it an episode uh was she was in canada yeah when she, when she landed when i called geo yeah. yeah you called geo i was like oh i'm stuck cool <laughs> yeah yeah when, when when she was pranking you had that feel you, you know what? I I was a little more gullible. My and she was on speaker, and my wife was in the room. We're at we're at a hotel with the kids, and my wife is going. She's full of it. She's full of it. She's she's not she's not she didn't test positive. She's full of it. She but but I was she was really believable. And then what you guys didn't see is that we actually said, okay, let's do the same thing to him. And then I then we recorded it, and he he really believed it in the beginning. So yeah. it was. Just, well, because like everybody and their mother had COVID, everyone was getting COVID, and they call. I'm at the gym, and they called me, and Jamie's arrived. Like she's arriving that day, 
at the gym working out. They call me Jamie. I tested positive. This whole thing is fucked now. I can't come. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. So I call him. And he, weren't you on the phone? Yeah, he was on the line yeah. laughing. He just yeah, he's there. like on the other line listening in. So oh, he's yeah. like, okay, she got me. Now I'm going to get him. Yeah, and then right. I start messaging the girls in the office. And I'm like, Jamie's got COVID. Whatever. So they're all tripping out now. Everyone's going nuts. Except <laughs> they're all laughing, giggling. And yeah, as you can see, we're very, we're very anti-corporate. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, man. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. What are you going to do? Yeah, it worked out. No, it yeah. worked out. It worked out. Pan. Honestly, yeah. if I worked in the office with these guys, I feel like there would be a lot more pranks going on. It's just, I'm not there in person to actually do them, but yeah, that's it. Just so like, when- just like a sister. exactly just like i said just like an older sister remember she said she was the older sister right i don't know i feel like geo and i would compete for oldest status he's pretty much he's an oldest sibling type of vibe for sure so sure yeah for sure dad so when did when did the uh when did the uh framar jamie dana uh uh, collaboration launch so officially it launched august 22nd 2022 so yeah literally what like, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, Dude, Jamie, leading up to that, like, like, walk me through. Like, uh, uh, well, I'll assume there was some anxiety. I'll assume there was a lot of that stuff going on. But then also, uh, on top of that, excitement. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, we were down to the wire on the last couple. Huh, what? <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. Oh, Geo uh, is more Geo. Oh, Geo. Yeah. Um, that's why it's funny. Even when we're going back to the prank, I knew I could call him and prank him because I knew he would freak out. He freaks out over like the smallest things, which is fun, but also not fun sometimes. Not for <laughs> him. Like, yeah. No. No. <laughs> Mr. Anxiety. Um, but I mean, I think you know, it's like that pressure, right? That pressure leading up to it. We had a lot of deadlines with the docu series coming out because they were coming out um week by week, and originally the original launch date was supposed to be. September 1st. And then we bumped it back to August 22nd, just for some logistic reasons and stuff. So um, originally we were like, my whole year was planned around, okay, September 1st, I'm going to go up to Canada. We're going to be in there. And then it was like bumped up almost 10 days, which was crazy. So that kind of pushed back our deadline. And when you're editing a docu-series like this, I mean, our editor went through like hundreds of hours of footage just to watch through through our zoom calls which are like you know at least an hour long through right. all the footage that we shot to get this thing done so we were down to the wire on a couple of those episodes and that's i think where most of the anxiety hit for me of like okay i just want to get this out there i just want it like i want this to go well obviously we want it to go well um and it did it went really well uh it was yeah it was a great great launch but yeah i mean there was those moments and also just the moments of like I think for me of like, okay, there's a lot writing on this for me of like, first off, Framar is, you know, has expectations of how this is going to do. And like, I want this to do well for them, but also like, how's my audience going to receive it? You know, how are other people going to receive it? You know, are they going to like it? You know, I think they'll like it, but like, who knows? You don't know until you kind of put it out there. Um, And just to see how people responded to it was, has been insane. I think the last month for me has been really exciting because um, yeah, I, I've, I've had a difficult last two years personally in my personal life and just a lot of stuff's gone on. So to have this kind of happen, it's just been like, so life-giving for me just to see people be so excited about it and to see people be excited about the original reason why we created this collection. Um, we created this collection because it's never been done before. And we wanted to bring something into the industry that really felt like stylists could connect with it. And not only did they connect with it through the products, but through the entire journey and process of it. So to me, that's been something that's just been so cool. That's great. Well, like in order to find a collection, you know, when I, can I go to you? Can I go to Framar? Will it, will Cosmoprof had it, have it through your marketing? I mean, how, how, do, how do we find the collection? So it's pretty much sold out at this point. <laughs> um, we literally sold out like a products within How the first we 24 wish hours. We had the product. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Framar, I think. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, I'm going to back you up then. So was it always intended to be a limited product? Like you're only making X amount and that's it? Yeah. So uh, all of our, all of our runs, they, they run on a, on a monthly or bi-monthly schedule. So this is, you know, you do your pre-sales, figure out how many how many units of each product the distributors want, how many we want for our web, 
and kind of go from there. Whatever is gone, it's gone. Now, uh, uh, most of our stuff from our web is gone. Uh, distributors definitely have the product for sure. Um, to what extent, we don't know. We won't know until we see, you know, sell through at the end of September, I guess you could say. Um, and then again, at the end of October, once we get reports, but it, there's a good chance for, the early indications are that it's selling well, which is, you know, what we always want. Um, and it means that collaboratively, we did something right that, that hit a chord with hairdressers. It was the most, that was the most website visitors we got in a single day. Stop it. Yeah. Jamie, Dana, high five to you. Yeah, it, it, that was, I mean, there was a lot of moments that we hit on that launch day of like most website visitors. Um, we surpassed their biggest uh, collection launch. Uh, basically, they had numbers of how many sales they had done in 24 hours for their biggest collection launch, which was California Dreamin'. Uh, we passed that in two hours. Like, it, I mean, literally, I remember I was actually reviewing some of the footage um, for episode five, and it was like, within two minutes or something, it was like, oh my gosh, 200 and something bowls already were per like, it was like insane numbers that just, we weren't expecting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I think we expected it to do well. Like we expected people to be excited about it, but just like, weren't sure, you know, with anything, like how, how are people going to respond to this? And like, to see things be sold out within like that first 24 hours and like that first week, a majority of the products were sold out. So yeah, there's still, if you want to get it at the time of this being released, there might still be things on Framewire's website. You can go check it out, but uh, um, check your local distributors. That's going to be probably your best place to maybe get your hands on it. And honestly, I was thinking about it, like the bulls, those sold out the first thing. I think that was our first product that sold out. And I was like, dang, I should have like bought some and then like resold them on eBay or something. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Like oh. sold them for like a hundred bucks or something. Like, hey, you know, hey, hey, Dana Ranger, if you're you're still listening over there at Cosmoprov. Hit me up. I think I want to buy a collection if you can, yeah. <laughs> if, you can if you can wrangle me one. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what it did do is it put our warehouse staff kind of in shambles for a good two weeks. Yeah. Um, where we're just bringing people like even my, my neighbor across the street. She's like, she goes, you have anything for me to do? You know, she goes, I'm retired. I was like, want to pack orders? And the next day, the next morning, she was in the warehouse packing orders helping because it just was that kind of chaos for a couple all weeks. hands on deck kind of thing. We had like our social team, they were packing. Like it, it was, yeah, it yeah, was everyone, nuts. everyone was packing. Yeah. Everyone. yeah. And, 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 and I remember, like, yeah. Dana. <laughs> Stupid Jamie Dana. But, but I, that, I, I did pack, I did pack a couple orders while I was there. So, hey, I could say that I helped out a little bit. You know? it, yeah. I, I think that that goes to, you know, the, uh, the team that we have here, the group that we have here, that everyone's willing to kind of just pitch in, even though it's not their their role to be down in the warehouse. You know, they don't they don't have the hard hats and the hard shoes, but they, we figured it out. Um, it's it just it's a really good group, and everyone wanted to contribute because if everyone contributes in New York, faster we get out orders. It's a successful launch, right? So, really cool to see everyone just jumping in. It was a it was a huge team effort, yeah, from our side, from ever from the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Do um because it was such a success, is there a uh, is there a JD two uh, product uh, launch coming uh, next year? It won't. I can tell you it won't be next year because next year's already planned. But yeah. <laughs> that's how far out you have to work. But you know, never say never, right? Yeah. We always joke about it. That was always my joke from the beginning was like, oh, okay, well, we can't do this acetate chip this time, but maybe next time you know, for 2.0, you know, so we always joked about it. We'll see, you know, uh, we haven't even had that conversation yet because it's just been so new. I mean, you guys are literally catching us on right after the launch, you know? So, um, yeah, but I feel like we've always had a great relationship and I, I could foresee us working together in the future on who knows, who knows what else, because I just feel like we have that kind of relationship together. So that's from my side. I don't know what they think. But, you know. <laughs> should we put them on the spot or should we just leave? Yeah. Them? They're like, no, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, like you never, never say never with anything. Right. Because you just don't know what's going to come up next or what idea is going to come up next. And that's why whenever someone pitches an idea to, to us, if, if it's, if it's a no right now, I always tell them, Hey, listen, if you got anything that you really want to pitch by all means, you have my email, you have my phone number call because one might not hit, but the next one might, or the, or the third one might, might. Right. And I have a lot of people that do come to us with different ideas. And sometimes when we, it might not be a good fit for us, it might be good fit for someone for another company. And then I connect them with a different brand because, you know, like extensions, we don't really play in the extension world, but a lot of people have come to us with extension products and, you know, not to say we're never going to get into that world or not, but we have friends in that world. So, Hey, you have a tool. 
it doesn't really fit our wheelhouse, but hey, here's a brand that might be good for you. And that's the kind of way we play it. Um, is that what you're saying to our listeners? That, no. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> well, no, and I mean, honestly, like, the, again, this was something that I had kind of come to them over the years, like, kind of just like, hey, what about this? What about this? You know, and then it was kind of like, okay, it's not quite there yet. It's not quite there yet. And I think it was just like the right timing. Um, Honestly, the reason why this conversation started was French came to me. Hey, what's your opinion on this? And then I was like, actually, I have an idea. Can I talk to you guys? And so, yeah, I mean, it just takes time and um, a persistence from someone on my end, but even on their end, it has to be the right fit, has to be the right time um, and the right thing, you know, and they've had some amazing collaborations that I know of that you guys have done in the past that have been amazing, successful products and Framar wouldn't be the brand I believe today without those things too, you know? So I think that's really cool. It's true. It's true. No. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it was really funny when that happened because we had, we had shown Jamie the idea of kind of what we were playing with and it was so you know, I guess you could say not, not exact, but similar to what golden hour turned out to be. And our designer, Nat here came up with this whole collab, this collection, but and it was funny because it was meant for holiday of 2022. And, and then that's more like, okay, wait a minute. We like this. We're going to do this. Let's rush. Let's flip it around. Let's put it up two months earlier and kind of run with it. So. Actually, I wanted to, I, I, earlier in the conversation, um, I wanted to ask you this and it, it, we just went on, but like when Jamie approached you and you said like, you know, within a couple of days, you were able to like, you know, to, to start moving forward. Like, did you have to push the stuff that was already on the calendar aside? Did you just add this to your calendar? Like, like, like how, how, how committed were, I don't know if that's the right word, but how committed were you, you know, from that moment that you decided? Yeah, so, so when she pitched the idea, we had this kind of like, uh, our, our designer not pitched this idea to us, I guess, I, I want to say in uh, maybe even like a year earlier before, the, before Jamie even came to us, she's like, we got to get into this space, these colors, these kind of Pantones. And we were, we just had a lot of things going and we kind of had our own vibe and she was new to the team. I was like, okay, hey, you know, keep it on, keep it on the shelf. We'll, we'll get to it eventually. And, you know, good thing she continued to push and persist because we eventually had slated it for November, December. And all we did was rejig, rejig the calendar, but we didn't have much time to rejig the calendar. It was one of those things where if we don't make the decision in the next seven to 14 days, this ain't going to happen. So then we have to rejig it backwards again. So I'm, I'm glad it happened the way it did. There was uh, a very good chance it wasn't happening. Yeah. Like very good. Yeah. yeah. I was, we got lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you said that there's a good chance that it wasn't happening. I mean, what would have been the holdup? Or why wouldn't have it happened, I guess? Just to get answers. Yeah. Fast enough on everything. Yeah. Like uh, from it, your manufacturers. Yeah. Because there was different elements to this collection. And when well, a lot of our collections are plug and play collections, right? Where we can come up with a new look, a new vibe, a new feel. But the products we already have sourced, we already know what it's going to look like. We just have to create new artwork to it, which we can do. But when you're coming with new products entirely, you're, you're asking for hiccups. And when you give yourself a deadline of, hey, you have 12 months to make sure this thing is ready to launch, you're really under the gun. So I don't think I've ever worked like I worked on this collection. Um, I don't think I ever dug and talked to factories like I did with this collection. But look at the outcome. Like, it was so freaking worth it. And that, that was just the product side of it. Because yeah. we didn't even know at the time if she could even come to Canada. You know, it, what, did she have to quarantine? Like... Yeah. I mean, well, literally, there's a whole section again that didn't get shown in the docuseries where I'm like, okay, how can I get to Canada? And at the time, it was like you had to be family, you had to have like a long term relationship with somebody there, like you had to basically prove that like you had to be there. And so I was like, okay, can I say that I'm like dating French? Can I say that we've been in a like, can, can I say that I'm engaged? Like, we were trying to just even figure out like, is this possible? Like, okay, she could come up for this person's wedding because it's like, it was like literally finagling it. And then finally the borders opened. And so, cause it was getting to the point where like, if I can't be there and pick out this stuff in person, a, we need to film it, but B I need to see this stuff. It's one thing to ship it all to me and me pick it out and then ship it back. But okay. I needed to be yeah, there. She had to come here. She had to come yeah. here. And honestly, probably if it was like two months, a month, two months, three months earlier, I don't think you would have been able to come that first time. 
just because Canada has been so strict with COVID. So we didn't know. I literally came up two days after the border opened. It was like the second day the borders were open um, to get up in there. So yeah, it was crazy. So they opened and you were like, book your flight and head out. Yeah, Yeah. literally I booked it within like the week and I was like, okay. And and they're all the way on the East coast of Canada. Right. So it was a, it's a commitment. Well, our borders were closed for 18 months. Right. So Nobody was and I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even at that point, I could only fly into Canada. I couldn't cross the border driving. The The land borders were not open at that point. So I had to fly into Toronto, drive down, which is like an hour and a half pain in the butt to get down there, uh, go through, yeah, customs and stuff. And then it, it was like, even to the point where it was like, you had to have like this insane COVID test. It was crazy. Uh, obviously we show a little bit of that in the docuseries, but it was like a lot more intense than, yeah, there was a lot more drama around that, that we just didn't even get to show. Um, and then even the second time coming in, same thing. I was able to do the land border at that point, um, but just complicated, you know? So, yeah. Years ago, years and years ago, Tony and I drove to Niagara Falls because they're located in Niagara Falls. So we drove to Niagara Falls and we, uh, we didn't want to check into a hotel too early because, you know, we didn't have any money. So we weren't trying to stay like a next, we didn't want to pay for an extra day getting there at 1130 at night. Right. So we just decided that we're going to sleep in our car and like in the next morning, we'll wake up and we'll go check into a hotel. Right. So we're sleeping in the car and we could hear the falls. You know what I mean? And, and it, when we, when we first saw high school, no, it was right after high school, but when we pulled up, when we pulled up, it was raining. It was, you know, it was, it was raining. And we're like, well, we're not going to get out of the car. We're just hang out here. So the next morning we wake up, maybe to take a pee, maybe not. I don't, I don't recall. But when <laughs> we woke up, we were literally staring at the falls. And actually the rain was just the mist coming off of the fall. And it was like the most magical kind of, because at night we couldn't see it at all. Right. It was completely pitch black and we had no idea where we were. And it was like the most magical kind of like experience, like waking up and like, Oh my God, there it is. And Jamie, I know in the docuseries, you kind of were like, look out this window. And when you were telling that story, I was like, Tony, and I have that exact same story. You went to bed, there were no falls. You wake up and there it is. I'm like, hey. And it's funny, actually, in episode five, you guys will see this. I go down to the falls. It's beautiful. Like, it's so, every time I'm there, I would always go there because it's just so insane. If you can go to the Canadian side of the falls, just the massive amount of water is so incredibly cool. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. Honestly, we take it for granted too. Whenever there's people coming into town that they're not from here, we take them there. And every single time I go there, I, I'm staring at it. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, look at all the water coming down. As soon as you get within, like, what, 50 yards, yeah. you, there's mist coming on you. Like, like you thought it was rain is actually mist because there's so much water just hitting the other water. Yeah. Like, and I hear yeah. thunder, the noise of it. Yeah. It's so yeah. thick. Yeah, it's crazy. It's cool. It is such a magic. I guess it's one of the wonders of the world, right? I think it's one of the wonders of the world. But yeah. it, it was just such a magical experience Um, when we did that. It, it, it's just, it's a really, really cool I, we've been there twice so we were there years ago and it was like a deserted little town with like these little like like pop-up museums and stuff and then we went back a few years later and it was all like built up in casinos you know yeah it's like, huge it was, yeah it was such a like like a, uh it was just such a difference in contrast you know the sleepy little town and then and then that anyways i don't know how we got sidetracked there but but you, know. <laughs> you gotta come back yeah, you gotta gotta look up now. hey dude we got friends up there now right yeah don't sleep yeah. in the car well i want to visit the i want to visit the warehouse because i was a little jealous that uh that that's how much of a dork i am like i'm like i want to go visit that warehouse i want to go see the boxes (laughs) on the shelf yeah i'm the same way though i'm such a dork i'm like oh my gosh wait what's in this box and i was like oh gloves okay you know pink paws you know like i and then it's funny too the first time i was there august of 2021 the warehouse was not empty there was like more space and then the second time i came back in december it was like full and then now it's like so jam-packed it's kind of crazy yeah yeah. Well, they sold out of the jamie dana stuff so they should have some shelf space hopefully Whenever you guys want to visit, that we're we're moving warehouses probably in like March, April. If you want to see the new one, you can come on down. Awesome, yeah. we're doing it because we can actually drive from here because it's only about seven eight hours from us. So we'll we'll drive. Where are you guys? We're right outside of DC. No, oh. that's not too far. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not too far. Let's get the jump. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, and it's a beautiful drive all the way up because it's all like uh, it's all like mountainous and 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 country roads all the way up. That's so yeah. cool. All right, so uh. Once again, uh, Jamie, how can people find, well, how can people find you and find the product and all that good grooviness? And what yeah, I mean, to? 
what am I up to? Honestly, this was kind of like, okay, this is the anchor for my year. So it was this, my whole marketing calendar went around this. I mean, I've got some launches of online stuff that I'm working on and, you know, all, all that stuff always going on. Uh, so yeah, I mean, check me out on Instagram, YouTube, um, come watch the docuseries. If you're, if you listen to this episode and you haven't watched the docuseries, I would say that is a really fun watch. Uh, I'm biased, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like reality TV mixed with documentary, just mixed with fun industry stuff that you probably would never know before. So come watch a docuseries on my YouTube channel. Just look up Jamie Dana on YouTube. It'll pop up the golden hour series. Um, and yeah, if you can find the collection, you might be able to find it. It mm-hmm. could be in your local distributor, uh, Cosmoprof, Salon Centric, um, lots of different distributors that we had uh, for the collection. It might be on Framar's website, probably sold out at this point, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. go well, Jamie, you find, maybe you can find it on eBay. I don't know. I'm just saying. Might just, be out saying there. just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, uh, uh, I think I can speak for Tony and I. We are just so incredibly proud of you and and mm-hmm. and, and the way that you continue to excel on the, the, the hairstylist. And like, I'm just, uh, I'm so proud to call you a friend and, and just to kind of see everything that you're up to. And, and you're just, you're amazing to me. And, and, and I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing for the industry. Um, even, even just showing that there's, there's different places and further that you can go in the industry than before, because, you know, I remember being in hair school and people are like, oh, you can do so much. You can do nails, makeup and all this, but no one ever talked about this next level, right? Never, no one ever yeah. talked about like this branding in this next level and, and you're the best at it, man. And I'm just like, so, so truly proud of you. Thank, oh, thank you. you. Thank you from the industry. If, if I can speak for them, cause you know, we, we love that. And, uh, Framar, what are you guys up to? And like, uh, now that you don't have any Jamie Dana stuff to, uh, to promote, like, like you don't have any, me what's bugging you guys holidays, man. What, what are you guys doing in the holidays? And, and how, how can our listeners, uh, pitch you? No, I'm just, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> we'll get it. We'll get Gio's number and he'll, he'll give it to us in a sec. Just feel free to call him anytime of night. <laughs> and, and you know what this, we joke about it, but I'm, it's, there's a half seriousness to that because, we're we're a group of like not everyone thinks we have hundreds of employees we have 22 employees total that includes warehouse staff so there's only so many ideas so many things we can think of so when we get these ideas pitched to us that's why i told you earlier we take them really serious and i listen to every single one of them so a lot of people just write in through instagram or through the info email like info at framar.com and write in hey i got an idea for a product i'll give i'll give them 10 minutes for sure you know um it's, it's just what we're about because that's where we came from. We came from the salon industry. Um, but in all honesty, this, this collection was a trip to do. Uh, kudos to Jamie for a lot of the ideas and the concepts and the video series ideas. Um, it, it was something that we probably wouldn't have done on our own. So, you know, a big thank you and a big shout out to her. Um, but also, you know, this group that we have here in our office is, is special like uh, we say it all the time it is really really special um i'm not going to name them all but they're our marketing team is just they're hitting stride yeah they're just lucky to have them all a really good group um from from the admin staff to the marketing team everyone just kind of clicks and you can get some offices that have little groups and live on their own but this this group up here is just wow they knock it out of the park so we wouldn't we wouldn't have shit without them to be honest with you yeah Amazing. Uh, well, Gio and French and Jamie Dana, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and giving yeah. us some time. Um, yeah. And, and thanks for jumping on, even though it's to support Jamie. We, uh, we like you guys anyway, still. Hey, it's, it, I, I got him here for you guys. Yeah. Well, if you listen, gentlemen, you know what the thing is? It's, it's, a lot of the time it was, you know, those shows are gong shows and you guys are coming over and, uh, I like you guys the whole time. You know, we're talking. You guys are nice guys, obviously. It's just those shows are crazy. Like, there's so many people coming to the booth. You know, we're like, we're it's it's wild. We're shirtless, like selling foil. Like, there's so many things going on. And I know you probably emailed us too. We just it, it, that's on us. That's on us. Oh, we're just ball busting. We're just ball busting. It's all good. The nuts and bolts of this, like Jamie said to you earlier, when she went out for dinner and we're at the show, she contacted me. So you guys yes. ever want something, you contact me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey French, where's Gio? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> 
That's all. Awesome. Now you know, you know, Gio, like like Jamie was saying earlier when she was talking about the collaboration. Like I think everything has its own time, you know, and you can't push that or you can't shove that. You know, the time is right, and 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 frankly, the fact that this kind of happened um, with Dana Ranger's help is amazing to me. That that meant that that was the right time because she means the world to us. So uh, maybe we can do a podcast and, and when we come visit, maybe get uh, Mama Marie. Oh. Mama Maria, I'd love to talk to yeah, Mama. Maria. Maria. I'd love to talk about like. Uh, yeah, she could tell you some real stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we just want to hear. She's about got lots of stories. Childhood. Yeah, why yeah. Was he the- <laughs> Maria used to, Maria used to go to the hair shows and she would bake a focaccia bread and two of them, and then bring you know wine and stuff, and she would go around to booths and, and people, oh, and she'd hand it out, and yeah. she would go and just feed people. <laughs> yeah, people would come to the booth be like, hey, Marie, you got any focaccia? You got any wine? And at one point, like, Ma, we cannot be known as the food booth. We have to be taken seriously. I'm like, no more food. The next year, everyone came, and they're like, where's the focaccia? And my mom looks, and she goes, my sons won't let me bring the food anymore. <laughs> Gio said, Gio said, Mom, we can't be the food booth. People have to take us serious. French, take Let's take our shirt off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you guys yeah. thank, thank you guys you. so much yeah yeah thank you for giving us more than 10 minutes we really appreciate that <laughs> thank you guys thanks for hanging out with us thanks for making time for us and thank you very very much for joining us on your day off Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends, give us a rating, and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.